Hello friends, we're back. Uh, special episode, we're here at the OVA Grand Slam, so we're looking at you, Suzanne Wallace. Thank you for giving us the space to record where we're still like in the event, but it's like quiet enough that our, our sound quality is pretty good. And uh, Dallas, we, we came across a superstar just sitting on the bleachers, and uh, here we are, episode time. It was very intimidating because she is the number one ranked beach volleyball player in the world, and the number one beach, oh I can't even talk, the number one ranked beach volleyball player in my heart, Brandy Wilkerson. Oh. So thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Obviously, you know you're busy here supporting all the all the friends and and Will's here, obviously playing. So uh, we're taking away a bit of your time, but thanks for being on the show. This is great. Um, I don't know if you know this, but on our last episode, we talked about volleyball couples that could like win tournaments, and the big talking point was I absolutely buried you and Will. I said they're not winning anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can carry the team that much. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't listen to this one. Um, yeah, you're not getting served anything. <laughs> so I back settings up. I, I back Julie and Sam pretty good. I think they're both very strong players. I think Ooh, they would do well. Yeah, because especially because Sam plays both positions. So that, oh, they both play both. They both positions. play both yeah. positions. Yeah, yeah. But see, Will and I are like the only true blockers out there. I feel like so many blockers get carried away, and then they're like, you know what? I think I could do this defense thing, and then they both to try and do both, like. Will and I have zero desire to be defenders. And and there's there's not also, a lot of them. There's also zero desire for you and Will to be defenders. Yeah, no one's asking us. No one is asking us to do that. So, yeah, that kind of just shot us to the foot if we had to play together. Uh, that's good. But you and I have known each other for a long time. We yeah. went to York University together, played on the varsity teams there. And uh, it's it's really awesome to see things sort of come full circle from you, you know, not really even playing club doing so well in university, starting beach, and I mean, now you're smashing it, so it's uh, it's awesome to see. Yeah, I guess you've been there since, like, the beginning. I'm a day one kind of girl. You're a day one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, on your, on your Brandy squad, like, there's a Taylor Swift squad, yes. I'm definitely walking out with sunglasses and straight in a pose. It's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we were just, Will and I were just talking about day ones. And I was like, I think in volleyball, I'm trying to think about York day ones. I was like, yeah, Bietta, Shireen are there. And they're like, Dallas. Dallas is in there for sure. I'll remember that. So let's go into details on the York thing. When you got there, were your plans to be like a top-level university player? Like, what what did you expect? Because you did play club, right? You did play at Peel Selects for, for a year. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did you have expectations playing university volleyball? Or were you just kind of there for the ride and you're at school and you play volleyball and this is what you wanted to do? Or what was it like walking into, I guess, tryouts on the first day or right. the first practice? Yeah, uh, it was so random because I played for a year club just encouraged by some high school teachers to do so. And it was just convenient because they practice at my high school. Um, and then university, I didn't really want to play university. I got scouted by Ryerson and some schools in the States, but I was literally like, I'm not that good. I don't understand what they're doing. And then, um, I was like, I'm going to York. Like, this is my school. I want to focus on school. I want to pursue my, um, major. And my mom was kind of encouraging me to try out for volleyball because I wanted to play rugby and she's like no volleyball's your thing try it you're probably gonna redshirt for the first year most people redshirt it's totally fine like 
that's how it goes. So I show up to try out, don't know what's going on. My coach is like, okay, we'll just put you on the team and like make you seem like a recruit. And I'm like, still don't know what's going on. Um, and then it kind of just all worked out from there. So I had no expectations to even play, to try out, to do well or anything, but it definitely worked out. That, that would be a fun what if episode if we just play that scenario out of like what would be the ripple effect on Canadian volleyball if Brandy went to rugby instead of each yeah. other? Like, <laughs> Brandy right. Wilkerson, 6'2", 200 pound rugby player. Yeah, you think I was scary in volleyball. Holy <laughs> I'm walking on the other side of the sidewalk if I see Brandy Wilkerson, the rugby player. Right? Holy. Nice. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty lucky to be involved in a few phases of volleyball and I always think it's funny when like the random volleyball dad will come up and we'll talk about, you know, top Canadian teams like, oh, that Brandy really came out of nowhere. And I'll think back to that uh, messy quote where he's just like, yeah, it took me 17 years to be an overnight success. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. kind of your career because if you people pay attention, you grinded out at York and worked your way into one of the best players in the country. You started out on Arsikas with Claudia Sagan, yeah. I think, and you guys were doing so well at that. And yeah. then you played on tour with Julie, I think, for your first full season. Yeah. And then with Heather, like, this isn't like a flash in the pan. It's just like, oh, Brandy's all of a sudden good. Like, you put in your time, no, right? Thanks. I remember I talking that. to you about going overseas and how nervous I was to enter qualifiers. And you were talking to me about, I had to go into country quotas. Yeah. Like, I was pumped <laughs> to get into the qualifier. Don't talk to me about getting into the qualifier. You're already in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember those kind of Oh, photos. so, no, I mean, even looking at your BVB database stuff, I totally forget, like, you know, you going to Moscow and losing in country quotas yeah. to, yeah. to Casey McTavish and uh, Kaylee yeah. Whitaker. And you think about this now, and it's like, you're right, Josh. It's like, overnight success. People don't know 2014. <laughs> yeah, right? that, was, that was a grind time. Yeah, so. <laughs> Definitely, and I think I, I lose sight of that, too, and. I'm always like, oh, you know, it just started, and then I look back, and I'm like, no, I've actually, like, put in some work, like, you know, I've try I'm trying out here, I'm learning, and uh, definitely growing, so I appreciate you saying that, for sure. Anytime somebody tries to undermine your performance, and say, you really came out of nowhere, you just need to have, like, 20 dollars <laughs> yeah. of 2013 results, yeah. you actually, want to see all these yeah. country books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there like a moment it clicked for you? Like either at York when you were around like Melissa and some other beach people mm -hmm. that you you decided like beach was for you? Or was it trying those Norsecas for the first time or a country quota where you're kind of like, yeah, I can do this. I can yeah. see myself at this level. Uh, yeah, beach definitely came out of my environment. Having so many beach athletes at York and the center so close. Um, and also at the time I was dating uh Dan Deering and he was so involved in beach and he kind of uh, also encouraged me to he was the first person to really get me in the sand so a lot of people were kind of pushing me I wasn't really going but he got me there and then I kind of met Leonard and seeing their vision and their passion for it uh, really excited something in me and when I kind of gave it a try I was like wow this is so challenging but in a very different way I think at York I had a lot of fun with such a great group of girls but there were so many parts of my game I wasn't growing. I wasn't learning a lot of skills as a right side that was hidden in the back. I just kind of hit balls and block and serve, and that's it. So I was getting a little bit bored there. And Sorry, so, what do you do now? Yeah! <laughs> sometimes I set, and sometimes I pass. <laughs> but no, right? So I got two more skills now, and that's all I really wanted. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. A lot of, you know, it's a funny, funny, you, you were playing the what if game. Another what if we could talk about with Brandy is a lot of people don't know that you have a Swiss passport. Yeah. And that your dad, not to mention who played in the NBA, but also played overseas in Switzerland and lives there now. Yeah. What if 
Randy Wilkerson is the top beach volleyball player for Switzerland. Yeah, or the States. I was debating. Or I, the I States. Was literally debating um, the year I didn't get carded for the national team. I was like, maybe I should just play for a different country. Maybe the system's different. Maybe I'll have other options or opportunities. So I did debate it for one year whether it was close to So here's the question How close were you to switching countries? <laughs> oh, very close. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there, like, you talk to people? Yeah, oh, yeah. For wow. Sure. <laughs> You know, <clears throat> I'm going to speak into the microphone here. <laughs> Volleyball Canada, you don't realize how big of a bullet you have just <laughs> dodged. We don't need shots fired. But it's the truth. Let's be real. Let's right? be real. you got to be real with these things. You know, you get a little discouraged and things are tough. And I think in beach volleyball in this country, in this system, it's tough. Some people... Uh, don't get what they deserve or others do or whatever, whatever people feel. It's just at the end of the day, you don't feel supported. And and until you do, yeah. then you really feel encouraged to either give back or represent <clears throat> or grow. And I think it was just a choice on my personal end to just give it another try. And at the end of the day, I do love this country. I love the people here and I just wanted to grow here. No, and I shouldn't, uh, I'm not here to pick fights no. with anybody, but uh, <laughs> it's really, it's really amazing to see how far Canada is. And we talk about this all the time where, you know, you and Heather come back for the fifth, and we're like, well, that's kind of shitty. Like, <laughs> where if this was like yeah. five, ten years ago, we're like, yeah, we're throwing a Raptors ass parade <laughs> if, if, if you're coming back with a fifth yeah. place. So it's really yeah. a testament to how far you've come, but how far Canadian volleyball has come. Where, like, if you're not packing home a medal yeah. on your return trip, it's yeah. like, well, why do they even bother going? <laughs> I know, it's just such an awesome reaction to have that. And uh, it was a cool thing to see, too. We were in Brazil together, and I think that's sort of on the stat line is where you guys really sort of hit your stride, and, and from there, you you know, you you turn that around and, and put it into a world, you know, world number one ranking. And yeah. It's awesome to see. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, with world championships coming up, how, what's your prep been like? Like, right. how you feeling? Like, yeah. I feel like, this is the first time in a long time that sort of a Canadian team has a target on them to be, you know, when teams come to you playing their best, it's like, oh my God, we just beat Brandy. Yeah. Like, it must be really hard to be in that spot where you constantly have to be on all the time. Right, right. And uh, it's something that Heather and I are working towards is to have that consistency and, and be on all the time. Uh, sure, working hard had got us to the top here, but we have... Uh, these goals and we're not trying to say bigger goals we just want that consistency right and that's really all that we are focusing on for world champs we know that if we stick to our game our work ethic stay connected as a tight-knit team that we've created um hopefully it'll show through our results and like you said it is awesome to have a canadian team uh with a legitimate chance to win the world championships not even just us having mel and sarah also there being our biggest competitor and also teammates and countrymen it's it's awesome uh so looking forward to that for sure right this will be my second world champs ever and my first one i was kind of just like going through it like had my goals wanting to make that fifth get that senior carding result and we did that and that was amazing but i think now just seeing how far i can come from the last world champs to this one and having bigger goals but not so much feeling like it was unattainable uh just like it wasn't before uh, is awesome to grow that way so just for our listeners that we're really trying to convert into like educated passionate beach fans 
for you on the surface level, what's the biggest difference between Worlds and, and a tour event? Like, obviously, we, we could talk all day about it, but in your mind, what would you tell, like, the casual fan that, like, Worlds is a big deal because of this? Yeah, uh, so many things. Uh, I think in a very simple way, the structure is totally different. You have a totally different routine, a rhythm. Sure, the teams are the same. I mean, some teams we've never even seen or heard of, so there's that factor. Um it's very similar to the Olympics. I think a lot of people compare the two, so uh, you won't find that comparison in other tournaments. And then just the grandeur of the event, the fan base, the just to be able to say you've won something like that in terms of even sponsorships or your, for your country or results or anything, it's, it's a huge deal and it's a great honor for sure. I would even argue that the World Championships is harder than the Olympics because yeah. the Olympics, you, yeah. you're capped at two teams per country, but for this, um, there isn't a cap on country. It's just straight up points yeah. and, and rankings. That's so totally fair to say. I, I know it's good that the FIV recognize that and they give an Olympic berth to the winner because I think in a lot of respects, this is way harder. There's more teams. There's more games. Um, there's more people that are hungry, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're... If you're fighting for an Olympic qualification spot and you have a lot of good countries or a lot of good players in your country, like Poland or Brazil, if you win, you're in, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. that's it. That's all. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, especially the timing of it, too. Everyone's kind of coming into their rhythm, settling into their style of play. Everyone's kind of peaking. So you'll find the best volleyball out of a lot of these players. So because you guys have gone so deep in tournaments and... and we are getting more and more media coverage. It's great to see you and Heather and how you play with intensity, but you also play with a lot of joy. Um, you guys will have a chance to play the host country, which will be a center court game. Yeah. What do you enjoy so much about being on the center court? Like you can <laughs> see that like you really wear your emotions on your sleeve that when you're playing well, you can tell Brandy's feeling it. When you, when you guys aren't getting along, you can tell like you yeah. guys are very, I guess, genuine with how you come off. Right. Yeah, so yeah. what is it about the center court that kind of brings out your best? Oh man, I love center. I've I've been like that since I started playing sports as a kid. I've just loved like that pressure, the attention, the grandeur, like the the winning the crowd over and and in Hamburg there's such an educated crowd that you know they're not going to just cheer for a country just because. They cheer for good volleyball and Heather and I want to bring the best for them to enjoy and for us to enjoy and and obviously when you're playing your best and and it's coming out in, in points and winning and it's it's fun and to enjoy that moment is kind of what makes all of the training and all the traveling and everything that we go through worth it so I, I definitely try and enjoy every second of it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see this because it's a podcast but there's an aura sort of beaming around <laughs> her right now. Just she like likes, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, the spotlight, the spotlight magnetizes to her for sure. Uh, I just want to bring up one training question because again, Dallas and I coaching youth kids, this comes up a lot. Where I think parents want their kids to be around the best environment and the best players. Where I thought it was super interesting this winter. You guys trained with just your coach a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I'd say probably half your practices were just you two and Leonard. Yeah. So what kind of internal energy or focus did that take <laughs> to kind of show up where here here's the best team in the world and they're by themselves. So all these club parents, you're like, oh, no, I want my kid to play with the best other 10 kids and that's how you're going to get better. Yeah. You guys improved a lot over the off season and it was just the two of you, right? Yeah. So what did yeah. it take to bring to that to practice every morning? Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Uh, it's, it definitely took a lot and I think 
it came from a very personal desire to be the best. I think we hold each other and ourselves to such a high standard that when we show up and we know it's the same thing or it's the same people, the same face, the same tone, it's tough, but uh, you can't make excuses. And, and it's also allowed us to connect deeper, uh, to remove distractions, to figure our routines. And I know for me, it, it definitely just allowed me to control the things I can control. And that's really what it comes down to in games. When you get caught up in out, uh, external um, obstacles or distractions or even your partner, that's when your mistakes start showing up. So just to hone down on what it is and simplify the game as much as possible to be able to come back to that space when things are definitely not just the three of us on one court. Nice, yeah, because I think it, it's a bit of a grind when you know, like, it's yeah. just you two, like, there's no extra energy coming in, there's no gameplay happening, like, yeah. I, it, was, it was neat to see from a distance how much work you guys put in this offseason. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was not easy. Oh my god, it was not easy at all. There were some days I was like, oh, I go one more practice. I was looking at flights, like, I was just going to fly somewhere <laughs> and just leave I for a out of here. I was just like, it was, it was tough. We all went through it, but, like, we just... We just had our eye on the prize, and really, you have to find something that drives you because it's not going to be these like quick feedbacks you get from these high intensity practices or or whatever else. It needs to be deeper because when because when can I swear? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> There's saying, the aura. I was, saying, so. <laughs> I was like, when she hits a fan in a game, like those things, those things aren't going to be there for you. So you need something that you're going to count on that's within yourself, right? Totally. Yeah. That uh, that's a good point. Something that really interests me about you too is like I'm a big foodie and I enjoy the whole concept of like fuel to train. A lot of people don't know this, but you're a vegetarian. Yeah. So why don't we talk about how that sort of has defined your game about how you prepare on the road and uh, and what what difference you think making that change to your diet mm-hmm. translated with your volleyball. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting comparison. And I do think about that a lot because there was a lot of things in my life that had changed that kind of all coincided with um, doing better in volleyball. I think fueling myself correctly was definitely a part of it. I chose to be vegetarian for environmental reasons and I have um, very um, big passions in, in saving our planet, I guess, in the most cliche way, but just more importantly is knowing where your food come from and having a connection with your food and what you put into your body. Our bodies are such an amazing thing. They do so much for us. And to just not have that relationship of, of what it is it needs or wants and, and what you can do for it. And I've gotten definitely stronger. I've gotten fitter. I'm more energized and I'm happy about what it is I'm eating. And I'm aware and educated because of it because it, it is hard to be vegetarian on tour I can't just like eat a salad and walk out like I'll fall over so <laughs> so um options aren't always there on the road I have to be creative I have so much support coming from BC with our nutritionist if I ever have questions but it comes to a lot of trial and error I I travel with like a can opener if I have to buy some chickpeas at the grocery store and stick it into something or you know you find ways but um Again, that's just something I'm passionate about, so I'm driven to to make it work. But I think there is a lot to say when you are 
genuinely enjoying your food and right. not feeling like you're dieting. A lot of people always ask Heather and I, like, oh, you guys must be on a strict day. And like, oh my God, can you even have that glass of wine? Like, oh, it's like, we... This we, is actually my yeah, fifth. Yeah, it's like, yeah, catch up. No. Uh, we, we, we are just, it's a lifestyle thing, right? We just love it. And we know it's a competitive advantage to take care of your body. Um, from food to physio to working out. So it's, a, it's just a whole system. And I just love when things come and work together because everything's right? connected, right? Shout out to strength and conditioning coach of Oliver Canada, Ryan McDonald, who always said, you don't put diesel fuel in a Ferrari. <laughs> hey now, body by Ryan. Body by Ryan. <laughs> Uh, no, that's, uh, that's awesome to hear. And it's, uh, it's definitely showing in just the way you're carrying yourself. That aura definitely uh, has to shout, shout out to vegetables. <laughs> you go vegetables. Yeah, you go vegetables. Uh, no. So how many years have you been on the FIVB representing Canada? You started in 2013. 20, I think I played one at the end of 2013 and then just like pull out for so, 2014. So, yeah. pretty, we'll call it seven years and we'll round yeah. up. Yeah. So, <clears throat> obviously, there's a huge travel schedule with, with beach volleyball, especially since there are so few um, tournaments in North America. Where is your favorite place to play? Like, in all the places that you've gone to, <laughs> where is the, the one place you're like, oh my god, either they treat me the best there yeah. or this is the best experiences have come out of out of oh best experience and the i've been treated like royalty in beautiful la paz mexico oh if norseka could do something right it was definitely that tournament <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was so much fun oh my gosh going to la paz i've been a couple times now and every time it's weird that the airport has a statue of you now. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> oh I literally just, I know her. I just turned into I, I turned into a Spanish Mexican person. Like I'm just like no longer who I am. It's like I'm now a part of this country. Like I have so much fun and uh, the fans are crazy. The so fans many like people, you there. But even in like Chetamal, the three star that happened, the fans were like crowding our practices or like stadiums were packed for games and it was the same in such a small like surf town and there's so much energy and I think it was like one of the it was the first Norseka I won actually which makes it even more special that I had the crowd behind us and uh even had them chanting my name for the whole game which was awesome and also something a lot of people never let you go. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because in my phone, and for our listeners who don't know, what is the chant that they would say? Oh no, that's for you. No, I'm not chanting. Oh, you it. have to. I'm no. not chanting my own name. You have to. I just enjoyed the moment. I literally said, "Let's." Like, so like, it was what? it was basically Brandy, <laughs> and as a big shout out, we'll have to put this on our Instagram page. What is Brandy in my phone? <laughs> <laughs> but brandy yes uh, the long cheering brandy yes uh, uh, yeah I, I met so many cool people the MC there is definitely out to get me since that moment because every time we step on he makes sure the chant's going um, but that's crazy it's crazy to be like is this happening I'm staring at like thousands of people saying your name like, you know what brandy like we've been friends for a long happen. time and i've liked you even more especially since you won't chant your own name yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful to see that being the best in the world has not gone to your head because you're refusing to chant your own name yeah, i'd be all over the dallas it. chants 
ever watching your ringtone? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Remember watching the live stream last year with you and Heather played a night game. It might have been the semis. Okay. And you were speaking to the MC and you spoke Spanish. And it's a good thing that stadium didn't have a roof because it would have blown <laughs> off like by the pop you got by this audience, right? Like. Yes, I know. It's a, it's a great place to practice my Spanish. I'm sure. And they, you say like "Hola, cómo estás?" They're like already. Oh, 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 <laughs> You gotta love that. You gotta love that. Oh, oh that's yeah, so awesome. much fun. So we have to check on one rumor. Is it true someone named a club team or a youth team <laughs> after you in the great country of Mexico? Yeah, yeah. The, the next year I came after that, a girl came up and showed me a picture of the jerseys they had, and it was my name, and the team was called Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's and, good. She plays on Brandy. <laughs> And that must have been the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. In my it must life. have been weird to see the full like Canada with like, your face on it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank goodness there was no face. Oh, on it. you know crazy. you've made it with a youth club is like you. You ever wonder when you made it? It's not yeah. having posters of you. It's not having your name in the lights. It's when youth <laughs> club academy teams name themselves after you. Oh man! Yeah, so I should have just quit then. Like career. <laughs> How could career you? Done. This is the peak. I I mean, I've hit the top. Yeah, people get Olympic ring tattoos. I think you need to get that club yeah. tattoo. Send me a jersey at least. Yeah, come on. But uh, no, it's great to have you on. I think uh, I think you guys are going to do great in Hamburg, and it's just really good to catch up with you. Yeah, so good to catch up with you guys. You guys are holding this thing together. I really appreciate you doing this podcast, and you both have the most genuine uh, love for this sport and. and sharing it which is important and i support that all the way so anytime you need something from me thank you yeah thanks for taking the time today we'll have to get you back on when we all have a little bit more time but uh yeah. back to the ova grand slam back to the like. ova grand slam be sure to follow us action. on Podbeam. <laughs> do it do it follow us on instagram do it <laughs> all right thanks brandy all right thank you guys once again, thank you to the OVA, Canada's number one beach crew, and Suzanne Wallace for giving us the space so we could record at the OVA Grand Slam. Uh, special thanks to Brandy Wilkerson for taking the time out of her busy schedule to do an interview for us. Best of luck at World Championships as they start today as you're listening to this. As you're watching World Championships, you can also go back and listen to super best friend of the show, Ben Saxton. Or if indoors you're thinking you want to follow some international stars, we have had past interviews with TJ Sanders, Autumn Bailey, and Jesse Elser. Hopefully you enjoyed the discussion about Brandy and Will taking on the other super couples in the volleyball world. We'll have to expand our list as we've received many comments about who we've forgotten. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a five-star review and feel free to leave us any comments on the show or any upcoming guests you'd love to hear. Thanks and stay excellent.